Welcome to The Couch Coach. In today's episode, we talk LeBron James, USA men's basketball, five bold predictions for this upcoming season, and we welcome someone new to the man cave. Let's get it. What is up and welcome back to Couch Coach. You are here, you've made it, it's been a while and I apologize for the delay. That music that you just heard is our new Couch Coach theme song that was produced to us by Mr. 5-1 himself. Uh, 5-1 Music, that's Mr. Willie Christian. He is out of Pensacola, Florida, one of my Navy buddies. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore getem5, G-E-T-E-M-5. Mr. 5-1 himself uh, is one of the guys that uh, I met while I was doing my time in the Navy, and he came up with this track for me, and I want to say thank you, Sam, for that. But... Without further ado, let's get into this. Thank you guys for listening, and I apologize for the delay. I know it's been a couple weeks since the last one. It has been a little bit wild out here. Um, We had a delay because, uh, honestly, I went up to uh, the mountains a couple weeks ago, up to Lake Arrowhead, California, and was uh, just doing some relaxing vacation stuff and wound up having a bit of a fiasco with my cell phone. My cell phone was uh, dropped in some water, and it was just a mess and if you got our newsletter then you realize what happened but um, it did give me some time to get back here and actually chew on the editing stuff and uh, chop some things up and so we've been making some production but now uh, we're back and and we're here to talk some basketball and so uh, if you've been following any of the basketball stuff you know that there's actually not a lot going on right now other than USA uh, men's basketball which as of Sunday the US men's team clinched gold And I have a few thoughts out of this uh, that I want to jump right into. And my first thought kind of goes to, uh, wow, what an underwhelming, boring uh, tournament. Yes, they they won gold and that was that was cool. But obviously this team was it was it was it was boring. I don't I don't know other what other way to say that. Um, Gosh, we just saw a lot of like. You know, dribble, dribble, mid-range jump shots. There was nothing exciting. This team really didn't have that much chemistry. Sure, they were all friends, but uh, it just—it really wasn't just pretty basketball. The defense was not what we all thought it was going to be. Um, and I don't really know who to put blame on uh, as far as this goes. I don't think that it's too much of Coach Coach K's uh, doing. I mean, the guy coached his 60th game, won a gold medal, and he'll now step down as the men's coach for the USA men's team. And uh, finishing with a record of 59 and one, but I just thought this team was very um, uncomfortable. It looked like to me this team really missed out on some of these star players. And we're going to talk about some of these star players like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, um, even Kobe Bryant, who I thought would have been some better exceptions. There was a lot of injuries as well. Blake Griffin, Anthony uh, Davis down in New Orleans. Uh, we really just kind of saw what I kept saying for a long time was was the B team. And that's not a knock on guys like Kevin Durant or Carmelo Anthony, but we really just saw some guys that are not, um, you know, the rock stars that we all thought they are. And, of course, this team still won the gold, so we're kind of nitpicking here. But 
the interesting thing that I saw was our Golden State Warriors that were on this roster did not have a good tournament. I mean, do you guys even remember seeing much of Harrison Barnes or Draymond Green on the court? Uh, no. And when Clay was on the court, Clay Thompson did not look good. He looked really, really rough. Uh, the MVP, which as much as everyone wants to give that to Kevin Durant, I'm sorry, that the MVP for the USA men's basketball team was without a doubt Car- Carmelo Anthony. The guy played uh, really, really solid. Like I said before, he's built for the international game. You know, he's got a handle on the ball. He's six foot eight. He can shoot from the outside, but he also has the bang and the uh, the bump. He's got the butt you know, to box guys out and and get physical with guys that Kevin Durant just doesn't have. So um, needless to say, it was it was a very boring tournament. And I found myself watching a lot of the first or second halves, second quarters of the games and then quickly turning it off. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting to that was we got to hear from LeBron James in this tournament. And I was really annoyed to hear from LeBron. And I'm not going to go into this huge thing about LeBron's game, about, you know, his, you know, career and all this kind of stuff. If, if you know me, you know I'm not really a LeBron fan. But uh, we saw LeBron sign a three-year, $100 million deal with Cleveland. Um, first off, good for him in finally making a decision. You know, it was kind of ridiculous that he was str- stringing Cleveland along as well as everyone else. You know, that that Cleveland team is still trying to finalize some pieces J.R. Smith is still unsigned as of this, uh, the date of this podcast. And LeBron goes and signs a three-year, $100 million extension. A couple thoughts on this. First off, first off, why? Like, why do you need that? He did that so that he would become the, most, uh, the highest paid player in the league, which at the time, before this, it was Mike Conley who signed his five-year, $129 million deal or $139 million, whatever that ridiculous deal was. But it was like LeBron just had to be that guy. Which makes no sense because if you guys know anything about how this works, LeBron James does not play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James does not play for the National Basketball Association. LeBron James plays for Nike. He gets paid more money in endorsements with Nike and more money with the other endorsements that he has. Those endorsements are the people that sign his paychecks. That's where he makes the most money. So those teams are really, you know, those Nike teams, those are the ones that actually are telling him, this is what is best for your career move. This is what's best for our marketing premises. Sign here, play here. LeBron's a lifetime Nike player. This three-year, $100 million extension did nothing for him, especially in his pocketbook. He's, he's not going to need that. He's probably going to be the first active player to ever hit a billion dollars, if he hasn't already. And I saw this as a very narcissistic move. You don't have to excuse me on, on this, but... He, I think this is LeBron wanting to do this to say that he is the most, you know, he's the highest paid player in the National Basketball Association, which is completely unnecessary because he already was, but he wants that done on paper. Additionally, he's locking up a crazy amount of money here, you know, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they're going to give him whatever he wants. I mean, you have to. I mean, he, he deserves it. I'm not saying that he doesn't. And if you're Dan Gilbert and the Cleveland Cavaliers, you you got to pay him that money. But if you're LeBron James and you want to build players around you, why are you clogging up that cap space? It doesn't make sense to me. And it's a narcissistic attitude that says that he he should do it and it's his right to do it. 
not everyone is LeBron James that has those endor- endorsements. If there's an exception to the rule, a guy like LeBron is probably someone who shouldn't do that. It's like, how do you justify that when you got other guys that are taking ridiculous pay cuts? Dirk Nowitzki's of the world, and of course I'm a San Antonio Spurs guy, so I'll say Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, these guys who are taking these pay cuts so that they can build teams around them. Why is LeBron James not doing that? The other thing that I thought was narcissistic was he came out in the middle of this gold medal run when the U.S. men's team is struggling in that match against, uh, who, who was it, uh, was it Argentina or Serbia? You know, a couple of these, Croatia, they're, they're not doing so hot. They're winning, but they're not doing so hot. And LeBron wants to come in front of the media and go, man, I really wish I, w- I could still play with those guys. I really wish I was out there with those guys. And, and I really wish that um, I, I could have been on that team. And just so everybody knows, I have not retired from USA men's basketball. Well, shame on you, because the only person that stopped you from being there is you. Like, you're the only guy, LeBron, that kept yourself off that team. So we blame you. The fans blame you for this boring basketball that we saw. That, that we saw. I mean, the reality is, is LeBron James is the best player on the planet. It's not Steph Curry. It's not Kevin Durant. It's not Derrick Rose or Carmelo Anthony or Dwayne Wade or even Kawhi Leonard or whatever player you want to insert your name there. The best basketball player on the planet today is LeBron James. He's, the, he's always the most valuable player. Why was America, why was our basketball team, why was our men's basketball team not able to get him in a USA men's jersey? I don't know what that reason was, but I know that it had something to do with LeBron James. Because LeBron James came out and said, I miss it. Well, are you telling me that they didn't invite you? No, they did invite you. You declined. Now, there were other players that declined. Kawhi Leonard had a baby, so he didn't take the trip. That's understandable. Anthony Davis had injuries. Blake Griffin had injuries. I don't know how we kept Damian Lillard off that team again. That just does not make sense to me. Damian Lillard would have been so much better than a Kyrie Irving. um, Excuse me, not a Kyrie Irving, a Kyle Lowry. Um... Then you have Steph Curry who missed because of ankle stuff, and you have some guys that are in and out because of, you know, they're, maybe they're in a contract year, they're negotiating, whatever that stuff is. There's no reason LeBron James should have not been on that team, and I don't blame anyone other than LeBron James. So I blame LeBron because we did not get to see the dominance that we deserve to see as Americans, as patriots who are watching this game. I blame LeBron James because we saw boring basketball. We showed the world that we sent out our B team and we showed why our B team stinks. A lot of these guys, they're not better teams, but they have so much better chemistry. They have so much better consistency. And that's what is intriguing basketball is whenever you got a team like Australia who is moving the ball and they play together and they know each other and you're like, wow, that's a fun team to watch. This men's team is not. At, at the very least, we wanted to see something like what we saw down in Miami. We wanted to see this flashy up-and-down pace, you know, this high-flying stuff. You wanted to see a version of Lob City. We didn't get to see that. Side note, DeAndre Jordan might have been the second most valuable player on that team because it sure was not Booger Cousins. I mean, I don't know what DeMarcus Cousins is doing. He had no business, no business being on that team. He is not made for the international game. He's not a smart enough basketball player to be on the uh, international squad. And he is a head case, an absolute head case. And 
I look forward to the day when Greg Popovich becomes the new coach for that team, for the new coach for men's basketball, and someone hands him a roster sheet with DeMar- with DeMarcus Cousins on it, and he laughs it off because DeMarcus Cousins needs to be nowhere near international basketball. It'd be nice if he can figure out his role in Sacramento because he's about to get run out of that own city. So, um, But anyways, back to the point. LeBron, we all blame you. We all blame you for not being there. You should have been on that roster, but it was your fault. And in the future, if you're not going to make a team, then sit home and be quiet and let those guys who are on that team be a part of that team. Let them fight for the gold medal that they've earned the right to fight for, that you gave up the right for. And please, and please, and please, just be a fan. Just watch the game. It's not always about you. We get it, LeBron. See, now I've gone on this rant. At first I said I wasn't going to go after him, and now here I am going after him. I don't know if I really apologize. I mean, it's what's inside of me, and so it's up, so it comes out. But that's the sad reality. LeBron, it's not always about you. Ooh, sorry about that, guys. Just did not mean to go in on a LeBron James rant, but that's been a while. Hey, real quick, I want to talk to you about Um, some advertisement stuff here. Um, I just want to remind you that this is still a one-minute block for our advertisement and our sponsors, um, no one. Uh, And you ask, who's no one? Well, let me tell you who no one is. No one is actually one of the top supporters of the Couch Coach podcast. You see, no one is the absolute leader in doing nothing for Couch Coach on a daily basis. You know, we use no one every single day, and we're proud to call them our sponsors because they... (laughs) They actually deliver zero products, and they de- never deliver it on time because there's not even a product to deliver, okay? And, and that's just, that's no one for you. And do you have no one in your life? I mean, no one has zero competitors, and they have no products, so why would they need competitors? And you can easily replace them, you, yourself, sitting there listening to this podcast. You can replace no one, and you can become a sponsor. If you'd like to become a sponsor of the Couch Coach Podcast, just email me at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at CouchCoachHoops.com and use the phrase, no one sponsors in your subject line. Remember, no one is going nowhere fast. All right, so enough of that. Um, Let's get in here to our next segment here. Honey, can you get the kids? Now, very recently I put out a poll on our social media platforms. And I was asking for five bold predictions that's going on this year. You know, some things that, uh, you know, are, are bold. They're possible scenarios, but they're really not probable. And I actually got quite a few of them back. So... Um, I'm going to go over those, and that's going to be our segment. So starting off, first one, the Miami Heat make the playoffs. All right, the Miami Heat make the playoffs. Now, I find this one to be kind of interesting because we look in the East, and we've always had so many attitudes like uh, the, uh, you know, the East is always weak and everything, but the East is always up to grab. But will the Miami Heat actually make the playoffs this year, guys? I mean, I don't know that they will. The Miami Heat making the playoffs is a bold prediction. That roster is really weird. They got Gordon Dragic, they got uh, Hassan Whiteside, they've got Justice Winslow, um, they've got Tyler Johnson. I mean, uh, Chris Bosh, if he's if he's healthy, if he can play, 
But uh, the, the thought here is, like, now we get to see what type of a coach Eric Spolstra is. Now we get to see how many of those games, whenever he had the big three, he actually won. So that is our first bold prediction. The Miami Heat make the playoffs. Honey, can you please get the kids? All right. Our next topic here, number, f- number two. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers will make the Western Conference Finals. Wow, that's very bold. Now, this one, I know who this one came from specifically. This one came from Mr. Rock Grant, who is a diehard Laker fan. So for him to say the Portland Trailblazers will make the Western Conference Finals, man, I thought that was pretty interesting. However, the the Portland Trailblazers are good, and I think Damian Lillard is a much better player than people give him credit for. uh, Terry Stotts up there in Portland, they run a great system, and I think they signed C.J. McCollum, which was a great uh, great signing for them. I think they paid him the right amount of money. Those two guys are going to have a backcourt that's going to really be solid over over the next you know four to five years. I think that team actually is a uh, a little bit of a contender down the road, but I don't see them making the Western Conference Finals right now. Thanks for that uh, piece there, but sorry, Rock. I don't think it's going to happen. All right, next up. This is an interesting one from one of my fellow Spurs fans, Mr. Trace Roning. Patty Mills will replace Tony Parker as the start as the starter in San Diego by the year's end. Um, this is a this is a cool one. I actually really like this. I think this should happen. Um, we saw Manny Ginobili take a much lesser role as he began to really kind of round that corner of youth into age. And I think we're starting to see that with Tony Parker. Patty Mills just had an incredible, incredible season, um, or excuse me, incredible Olympics, um, where he's looked yoked. He looks jacked like he played with the men's rugby team there in Australia. And I think that he's a little bit more explosive, and he's really come around to handle uh, you know, the point guard responsibilities. I don't think this will actually happen. Um, I don't see Tony Parker taking a backseat or Greg Popovich putting him in the backseat, but this would definitely be a bold prediction that I would want to see. All right, the next one comes from uh, my very own blood. This is from my dad here. Um, He says, you know, the original couch coach says, the Warriors will miss the finals. Now, this is a long shot, Pops. I got to give it to you. I really, you know, I thought this was interesting. But the Warriors missing the finals. Now, it's very likely. Can they actually get out and make a, uh, a contested you know, run at this? Can they go back and challenge LeBron James? The, the odds all point to yes. The, I, the, the odds are that they're going to figure this thing out. There's enough talent on that roster where they can get to the finals. Um, but you never know with these types of things. You can have all the right players and all the right pieces, but if that chemistry is not perfect... They could very, very easily make a few mistakes and, and do that. The, the question is, what happens if there's an injury? Because there's not any kind of bench to that Warriors team. They've given up the majority of their depth, and I still don't think that Steve Kerr is a good coach. I don't. I think he's got good players, and that covers a multitude of sins. All right, our fifth one here. Um, the Bulls will make a deep playoff push, the Chicago Bulls. Now, this one I kind of find to be uh, a little bit far-fetched. Uh, as a as, as a, um, as a as a bold prediction because I don't think there's any chance for this. I don't think the Bulls have any kind of shot at this. Um, the Bulls will probably be worse than the uh, Miami Heat. I think that's going to be a a funny situation because you're going to have three guys in Rondo, Dwayne Wade, and Jimmy Butler who cannot play 
with each other, let alone can they play for Coach Fred Hoiberg. There's not any kind of size to that roster. There's not really anything other uh, to get excited about other than, you know, uh, 409-year-old Dwayne Wade. Jimmy Butler is the star of that team, and he needs to get out of Chicago or get Dwayne Wade and Rondo out of Chicago. I don't see the Bulls making a deep playoff push, so that is definitely a bold prediction. This is a great place for advertisements, yeah. Put your ad here. Money. Welcome to the Man Cave. All right, welcome back here to the Man Cave um, section of the Couch Coach Podcast. Um, at this time tonight, I would like to welcome to our Man Cave Mr. Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K of the USA men's national basketball team, who coached his final game with the men's team. And um, it's time to welcome Coach K into the Man Cave. Now, typically the Man Cave is reserved for folks that are actually in the National Basketball Association. But uh, the reason why we're welcoming Coach K in is because he has gotten a free pass. Um, and I think it's actually time that he does walk away and shut it down. Coach K has really gotten a free pass for his um, lack of participation in the National Basketball Association and getting all the good results. I mean, how many other coaches can say that they've coached National Basketball Association players, professional athletes, and have a record of 59-1? and one? I think it's a little bit unfair, Coach K. I mean, you run a very militant organization out there in Duke, and I think that that's good. I think that we need that. But then you get to come in here. You get to invest no time in these players' lives. You get to invest no effort into their actual culture or into their actual career, with the exception of a few that came through your program, and then somehow you get to benefit and reap all the awards of coaching a team that you don't even need to have chemistry with, you don't even need to really practice with, and yet they still go out and win you gold medals. They still go out and win you world championships. I think that's a little unfair. I don't think that you, you know, are really qualified to do that. You certainly don't earn the right. And I'm a big Coach K guy. Folks, look, here's the deal. I like Coach K. I think that he's great for the college basketball game. I think it's great that he gets in new players every one to four years, you know, and can throw a fit. But I think that this, uh, I think that this, you know, coaching the men's basketball team has satisfied an NBA itch for him. He's able to scratch that. But at the same time, he's not, he doesn't have to accept any of the responsibility. He doesn't have to accept the, oh, what if I get fired? Or how do I coach professional athletes that I can't yell and scream at on a regular basis? And, you know, how do I treat these guys like men and adults? It's just kind of the vibe that I get. Now, players love playing for Coach K, all right? You know, these guys are saying how much they love playing with him. But of course you do, because you don't have to put up with him on a regular basis. I mean, it's all hunky-dory, and everybody love everybody, and ELE, and this is like semi-pro with Will Ferrell and all that kind of stuff. I get it. But the reality is, 
Why is Coach K in there? Coach K has been there because Jerry Coangelo made a mistake and they panicked whenever they had to assemble this redeem team group of guys. After they fired Larry Brown and yada, 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 and all this kind of stuff came through and they were going to give it to Greg Popovich, but then they didn't. Coach K had no business being in that job. And he's done fine because it's like when somebody gives you, you know, a Ferrari, as long as you don't wreck it, you're fine. So he didn't really wreck USA basketball. But it's like what what has what has come become of this? I tell you what, the day that the USA men's basketball team is no longer have has the most athletic players on the team, the you know, the once it starts to get a little bit more even of a playing field and you actually have to care about who's coaching your team, the Coach K's of the world are going to be exposed in this in this uh, international tournament play. But Coach K, your time is done. Go back to Duke. As far as the National Basketball Association is concerned, welcome to the man cave. Your time's done. And just like Coach K's time is done, actually our time is done here at the Couch Coach. And I want to say thank you guys for listening, and I really want to say thank you guys for holding out on me and, uh, you know, being a little bit patient and uh, and not giving up on me. I, I know that it was a bummer. I was really felt really bu- uh, bad that I wasn't able to get this thing um, out to you guys last week, but I think it was worth the wait. It, you know, it was a good decision. Um, but I would really like to have some more feedback from you guys about what you're liking about the show, what you're not liking about the show. Um, I've got a couple platforms for you to do that. Uh, the first and foremost is uh, Stephen. You can email me at Stephen at CouchCoachHoops.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N at CouchCoachHoops.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at CouchCoachHoops, and you can follow us on Facebook as well at the Couch Coach Facebook page. You can leave comments or messages at any of those platforms. Um, we are also working our way over to iTunes in the very near future. Um, in the next couple episodes, we are just kind of uh, working with our SoundCloud product, but it's coming over to Couch Coach, uh, excuse me, to iTunes in the very near future, and you'll be able to download uh, those uh, episodes of the Couch Coach, and you can listen to them at any time. Okay, that's pretty much it. So if you've got any thoughts or you've got any questions or you'd like maybe a question read on air and we can talk about that, um, please feel free to email me or, or any of those uh, platforms and we'll, we'll make sure we get that done. So I want to say thank you again for listening. I appreciate your time and looking forward to the season kicking off here again. So you guys take care and we'll talk very soon in the near future. That's all I got for you. Peace. You've been listening to the Couch Coach Podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another episode.